Um, hi. Hello. So let's do it right this time. My favorite haunting. Yes. The podcast. Hello and welcome. Episode 14. 14. I'm Ames. I'm Mel. Oh my god, I remember to do it. Yay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about ghosts. Yeah. And maybe some other things. You know how we do. Yeah. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. If this is the first one you're listening to, mm-hmm. well, boo. <laughs> Buckle up. Because <laughs> we have 13 other ones you can start with. <laughs> I would not start with episode one. I posted this somewhere as a disclaimer. I was just like, don't start with the first episode. <laughs> oh, is it the longest one? No. No. I, no. <laughs> Ten is the longest one. Oh, that's I think. right. Because it was, it was special. and then But then there was another one also that topped two hours that I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here, listen, or don't. No, the, that was before we knew what sound was. Oh, that's right. And we were using those rock band microphones. That's right. And recording directly into GarageBand. And we've evolved so much. Oh, yes, we but have. But I'm just, but like, I hate, I want to, I feel like we should go back and redo it somehow. But... We need to we need to get someone to digitally remaster it. Maybe or like I don't know. Yeah, that was a, a disaster. The stories are really good. That's yeah. why I don't want to delete it because I don't want to delete the stories. Mm-hmm. It's just the sound is. There was another one too where the sound was not awesome, but they're early, like within the first three. So the first one and and maybe three. I don't know. Yeah, well, we don't were, judge us yeah. on that. We were learning. We're still learning. We're always learning. This whole thing is a learning process. Yes, but hopefully we're getting better <laughs> while we are learning. I think so. That would be terrible if we got worse. <laughs> it would really suck if we got worse for everybody. <laughs> yes. Just, I feel like I would just be constantly apologizing more than I already <laughs> do. Like, for different... Like, now I apologize, like, for telling long anecdotes. Yes. Then I'd be apologizing for just, I'm sorry for making this at all. I don't think we're there yet. 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 (laughs) Do you guys hear that? She has no faith in us. Well, when we get to, like, episode 1000, I think we'll be um, stretching our resources a little. By the time we get to episode 1000, we better be touring Australia. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll just, that's we'll just my goal. be doing live uh, EVP sessions and stuff, and that's all our podcast will be now. Oh my I God. mean, then. <laughs> so here's a question, though. If we did a live EVP, do I edit out all the dead space or do I leave it? Because that's the beauty of doing an EVP session is just listening to silence <laughs> for six hours. Huh. <laughs> interesting i don't know decisions decisions we'll have to wait and see when we get there at episode a thousand <laughs> only 986 to go yep is that right yeah sure why oh, not <laughs> I, th- I think i did it right minus 14 986 oh some quick math go yeah, me it was Mr. Colosi would be so proud. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Let's do some ghosts. Sure. (laughs) If you want to, I mean, you know, we could just talk about 
Anything else? <laughs> I'm sorry, my phone just blew up. Oh boy. Oh my. I'm pop. You know, that's junk. I'm popular today. <laughs> I, it just was like a constant buzz on my. <laughs> so I'm just like, what's happening? Did somebody die? I'm, I don't think anyone died. Um, this time. Uh, so, yeah, so we're here for ghosts. Yes. Um, you have a story? No, I just came without a story. You you just have to do one all by yourself. we planned that, like, I don't understand, like, you had so much time to get ready. I, you knew that I was coming today. I don't know why you didn't take 10 minutes to go and look up some ghost story. (laughs) Oh, you do have a story. Yes, I do. You lied do. to me. I did. Okay. I lied right to your face. I knew you were lying. Also. <laughs> yes, because my paper was sitting right here next to me yeah. with all my notes. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been porn. I don't know. I can't read that from here. <laughs> because that's words. Isn't that usually pictures? Written porn. Erotica. Right? Okay. That's what that's called, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like a a, a highly sexually charged yeah, so story. We all know. Written story. If, if we don't, they can look it up. That you, okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Uh, okay, so I'm going first. Oh, fine, if you want to. Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Because you get to fill in all the extra space that's left because mine is really short. <laughs> do I, though? <laughs> So okay, go. mine is Pajama Castle in Slovenia. Pajama? <laughs> yep. That's what I thought too when I first... No, was there an R in there? No, is it... Yeah, per di jama. Per di jama. Oh, per di jama. Per jama. Okay, I got it. I'm like banana jama? Mama jama? P-R-E-D-J-A-M-A. Per jama castle. Where's that? Slovenia. Slovenia. Yes. Is that near like oh it's one of the, it's somewhere in the um like Eastern Europe, right? Sure. <laughs> I didn't get the exact location. But yeah, it's um you know, around the places that they have lots of castles. <laughs> I don't know. Castle Central. Yep. <laughs> and that's where I go for most of my stories. I don't know what country it's by. I really can't think of Slovi- it. Well, Slovenia is a country. Oh, I know it is. Isn't it by like Slovakia and the Czech and over there? Like, I think not so. quite Russia. Like, yeah, not quite Russia. Romania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- Transylvania. <laughs> all the Nias. All the Enias. The Enias. The Enias. This is about to take a turn. <laughs> okay. Tell okay. Your story. <laughs> so. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so I kept finding this castle on, like, lists, top haunted castles and, like, haunted castles around the world at any time I was searching for stuff. And then I try to look up stuff about this castle, and there's hardly any information. There's just, like, these tiny little blurbs, and they don't say anything about any ghosts or anything. I feel like that happens to me a lot. 
Yes, it is annoying, but the reason I'm still doing it is because Ghost Hunters International investigated it in their first season. G-H-I. Side note, my insurance carrier is G-H-I. Does not stand for the same thing. <laughs> I'm glad. I would hope it. one of those initials stands for insurance. I think it's like general health insurance or some nonsense. I don't know. I would rather it be Ghost Hunters International. I feel like then it's like, okay, it's good internationally. All of my ghost hunting related injuries are covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they they investigated it and they they got some interesting stuff which we'll talk about in a little bit first we're going to start with some history on this place so this was um most notably the residence of a knight um there's a couple different pronunciations i found for his name eras erasm luger or erasmus of lug and um, he was. <laughs> Did um, he suffer from loogies? Did he invent lugal? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, you've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh my gosh! Seriously, no. What? What? Seriously, no. no. It was. We should watch it. The movie is hilarious. Don't when the kids. I'll come over while the kids are at school or something. We'll watch it. It's hilarious. It's so it's so dumb, but it's so funny. <laughs> and it's like celebrating eighties in the worst way. In the worst way. <laughs> the worst way. I'm sorry. Fashion in that decade is not something I really want to revisit. No, and I. I wholeheartedly agree. I do still feel a little bit disappointed that my mom never let me crimp my hair. <laughs> I always wanted, I like every Christmas, I want a crimper for my hair. I want a crimper for my hair. I did get a Barbie doll that came with a crimper for her hair. But <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't big enough to use on mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so this night Erasmus was, he was a Slovenian robber baron. But uh, we'll get to more on him because I totally forgot the first part of my history. Oh, okay. Because, <clears throat> yeah, I'm reading this out of order. Um, so in 1274 um, was the first mention of this castle, which was built in the Gothic style. It was built under a natural rocky arch high in the stone wall to make access to it difficult. And um, the older parts of the castle are above and behind so it's like it's in this mount it's like built into the side of a mountain so the most the oldest parts of the castle that were there first they're actually above inside the mountain that you can't see and like behind like back into the mountain do you know what i'm picturing right now no <laughs> um i think it's the second austin or no is it the first one with Dr. Evil's lair built into, like, the volcano. No. <laughs> or, like, any 
any of those kinds of movies, right? Where they're like they're <laughs> flying, they're flying in like a plane, and they're like, "No, we're gonna crash into that sheer rock face of that mountain," and then they're like, "No, we're not!" Ha ha ha! And they hit a button, and yeah. the doors slide open because it wasn't a sheer rock face the whole time. It was doors that were hidden cleverly, and then you fly in, and it's like the secret lair. Yeah, this this castle looks like a real real kind of a thing like that it's it's crazy looking <gasps> it's awesome oh can we go there sure that's always my question can we can we do they accept visitors uh yes it's 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 a museum now <gasps> oh yay okay and we'll we'll get to and that's part of the reason that i think there's hard to find any information on hauntings and we'll get to because they don't okay <laughs> So, um, back to Knight Erasmus. Um, one account called him a Robin Hood of sorts, except for stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. He stole from the rich and kept it for himself. I was just going to say he stole from the rich and kept it for himself. That's not, well, at least he's only stealing from rich people. Um, yeah. I guess, maybe. Overall, I don't think he was a very well-liked person. Oh. <laughs> so, the moral of the story is get a real job. Yeah. Okay. Don't be a robber baron. <laughs> don't be a robber baron. So, <laughs> does that mean he's, like, the baron of all robbers? I don't know. Is he related to the red baron? <laughs> he's probably more related to Baron Zemo. Because he was also a bad guy. And I feel like the Red Baron makes pretty good pizzas. <laughs> and he flies a cool a cool plane. The, does he have the... Um, that is a pizza, right, Red Baron? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I thinking the wrong thing? But he he had the... Um, the I was going to say double-decker. What is that called with the two wings? By wing. Yeah. One of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, pajama has tales of prisoners being bricked up behind the walls. <gasps> Cask of Amontillado. I know. Oh. Or thrown down alive, thrown alive down a 63 meter deep cave under the castle. Why? Because they were prisoners? Why would they just throw them down there? They weren't alive when they hit the bottom. 63 meters? Yeah. That's like... That's, that's what they wanted to do. Like almost uh, 200 feet almost. Yeah, I don't know that math. I don't know which one of those is... Where, I feel like falling might be more preferable because then you hit the ground and you're done. Right? Unless you land on other bodies. And then it's like a splat. I th- Well, <laughs> it's still pretty far though. Like I, I still think that'd be hard enough that... Especially if like the person before you like... Like, if you fall on the person before you and they, like, had a broken rib that was sticking up. Ugh. I, I mean. Broken rib to the face. Yeah. I don't think that would cushion your fall <laughs> at all. What if it was, like, a 300-pound sumo wrestler? <laughs> but then also, you're not... What? But you're not really a prisoner if they're not keeping you. You're just on death row. Maybe they kept you for a little while, and then they're like, well, I'm done with you, so down you go. <laughs> down the drop. Like, okay, we fed you for a week. We're at max capacity. Bye. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Um, 
at one point there was a, a really long siege on the castle and according to a popular but unfounded legend so I guess there was actually no um, evidence that this actually happened but it's a very widely told story that Erasmus was killed um, because well he was betrayed by one of his men and he was killed because he got shot with a cannon while he was in the bathroom like on the toilet i mean it wasn't really a toilet it was like a piece of wood with a hole cut in it yeah because that's what they had back but then. their their version of a toilet yeah so he died on the toilet oh that sucks by a cannonball by a cannonball <laughs> dying on a toilet is not the most dignified way to go no Especially when those cockroaches start coming out. Ew! Why? Why would you... D- why? I'm sorry. It made me think of that X-Files episode. Oh. He got scared to death. I know. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So, the original castle was destroyed during this that siege. And um, in 1511, the second castle built by the... Pergstall family was destroyed in an earthquake. In 1570, the current castle was built in the Renaissance style, pressed next to the vertical cliff under the original medieval fortification. In the 18th century, it became one of the favorite summer residents of the Cobenzel family. In 1846, it was sold to the Winsen-Schargratz family. I think they were German. Yeah, that sounds German. <laughs> In 1945, it was nationalized by the Yugoslav communist authorities and turned into a museum. And the last little piece of history, in 1986, Jackie Chan climbed pajama cliffs while filming Armor of God. I thought that was interesting. He just like climbed the wall. That doesn't <clears throat> that doesn't shock me at all. So, um, for the hauntings, one reason that there might not be more stories is since it was turned into a museum, people don't often stay in the castle after dark because they're creeped out. Like they just they don't want to stay there. Erasmus is said to still rule the place when the sun goes down. People hear screams and cries of those who were tortured. Many have heard voices of the prisoners who are still behind the walls. And, of course, footsteps, like almost every haunted place has. Mm-hmm. And voices as if two people are having a conversation are heard like... I think it's like the main room when you first enter the castle. I think that's where that part was located. So, um, Ghost Hunters International investigated season one, episode 13. You can find that on YouTube pretty easily. Good old YouTube. (laughs) Um, They caught one disembodied voice, not understandable, two EVPs, one saying, look in English, the other, not understandable, but 
The person they were presenting the evidence to said it sounded like it could have been an older language, um, similar to what's spoken in Slovenia now, but an older version of it. So he didn't recognize the words either. Mm -hmm. And then the creepiest thing, it was caught on the full spectrum camera. Oh, God. I have chills already. (laughs) Uh, It was like this ghostly, I, I put a ghostly stalker creeping up behind Dustin. <gasps> Dustin, no! Look behind you! And then he turns oh, and it disappears. No, shut your face. Oh so it like it comes in from the right hand, like Dustin's like kind of in the middle of the frame, and it comes in from the right hand side, like up behind him, like it's kind of like, "What you doing? Can I follow you?" And then Dustin turns because one of I think someone else called his name or said something to him. So he turned like he was going to look back and then it like disappeared. Oh my God. It was, it was freaky. Oh my God. Dustin. <laughs> oh. And um, that's all there is for the hauntings, but I thought the ghost hunters stuff was worth That's awesome. Catching visual footage yeah that's is always it freaks me out but it's always awesome like i love it like i freak out but i love it at the same time it's weird yeah i (laughs) i always when i when i search these things i always try to find pictures and stuff but either i don't find anything or it's orbs and i you know i always i'm really skeptical with orbs yeah so am i Uh, every now and then i'll see one that i'm like maybe and then there was the, I told you the one, I, I think we discussed it on here actually before there was one that I had taken of myself that I saw later. I don't think so. Oh, well then anyway, um, I was pretty sure that we had, but regardless, just long story short, I had taken a picture of myself in my old apartment. Oh, maybe maybe we did. I thought it was a reflection. And then when I was going through, like, way, way later, I saw it again and, like, zoomed in on it. And it's, like, it, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. And it's the only one. Like, I did, like, it was, like, a series of a bunch of photos in a row. And mm-hmm. it's the only one that had it. Maybe we did talk about that when we did episode one I with the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would make sense then. Um, but when I, yeah. Yeah, but even then, I'm still like, I don't know, though. Yeah. It, there's so It could be so many things. I you, I like the orbs as, like, a supporting kind of, like, yeah. all of this stuff. And, like, there's orbs, too. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I would never take an orb and be like, there's an orb. It's a spirit. It's haunted. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then things come up, either things that are not related at all, or they're obviously something faked, like... You can tell it's just like a regular person, mm-hmm. like dressed up weirdly, and like they're trying to make it look creepy, and it's not. Aww. Or there's these pictures. I don't know if you've ever come across them. They have like a circle, either a red circle, white circle, green circle around something, and there's nothing there, and you don't see what. What are they pointing at? I usually see those photos as like the cover image on a clickbait article. <laughs> like 
you won't believe this celebrity da 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 and then there's the circle and it, yeah it's like circle there's nothing there like what are you circling like it's just clickbait i don't even bother with those yeah i don't click on them i'm like i usually when i do the searches for images it's just i do an image search for everything so i don't even go to the actual websites i just look through the pictures yeah. unless it's something that's really convincing then i'll go and see where it's from what happened like yeah. how did that come about but yeah, it's disappointing there's not as many stuff, especially when they say, you know, people have taken pictures, got these the where pictures. Where are they? Yeah, let me see that picture that you're pictures. describing in great detail. <laughs> not that I don't believe you, but let me see it for myself. And Sounds we can awesome. like put it up and let other people see it and they can be excited too. Even just for my own satisfaction. Yeah. I just want to see it. Yeah. So that was all of Pergema Castle. Nice. Good job. Okay, so this week on My Favorite Haunting, I decided to go over the case of the Lutzes in Amityville, Long Island. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't, I don't like to refer to it as the movie title because that's the movie and the movie was not greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I mean, they still went through some shit, yeah. but the movie was like, I Over found, the top. yeah, I found this, um, I mean, I guess basically it was like a factor fiction kind of thing, but mm -hmm. it was, um, I think it was by like the Hollywood Reporter or something. <laughs> One of those, one of those Hollywood magazines mm -hmm. and they did when, um, when the remake came out, they did like a true or false thing of uh, like what actually happened mm -hmm. and what was exaggerated. And like a lot of it was like real events that were exaggerated. So like with the flies, yeah. like there were flies. They had a, a huge problem with flies swarming. Yeah. But like they swarmed like in the room, but like they didn't actually like attack a person or swarm <laughs> on a person uh -huh. like they were just like you'd walk into the room and the windows covered in flies yeah that kind of stuff that's still gross it's yeah <laughs> so i'll do a brief history so the originally the so the defeo family i hope i'm saying that right um defeo or defeo i think it's defeo um they originally lived at the house at uh 112 ocean amit ocean avenue in amityville mm -hmm. um they've since changed the address like um not them obviously um but later residents yeah. had the address officially changed to prevent people finding them. yeah so it's not hard to find if you know where you're going yeah um and they also changed those windows those really distinctive windows yeah that, those like a uh, quarter moon mm-hmm which kind of makes me sad. I would have left them. But I get it. Like, all the people that were probably coming by, like, all the time. Yeah. So they want to discourage that. So I'm not going to read out the new address. So the DeFeos originally lived there. Um, you had Ronald and Louise were mom and dad. Um, and then the kids were Dawn, Allison, Mark, John and ronald jr just had a, a weird it was listed a weird way and oh. there's a lot of kids that's why i was kind of like what the <laughs> so ronald jr is the oldest and then the the other kids rage in age they go all the way down to john is the youngest he, he was nine 
So on November 13th, 1974, Ronald Jr., who's 23 at the time, um, he shot and killed his parents and his brothers and sisters using a 35 caliber caliber rifle um, while they slept at about 3.15 in the morning. Mm. Um, his initial plea was for insanity. He claimed that he heard voices telling him to kill his family. Um, that plea didn't hold up. He was convicted um, about a year later in November 1975. Six counts of murder in the second degree and he's still alive and serving six consecutive life sentences in a prison in upstate New York. Um, in 2002, he stated in an interview that his parents had been abusive and that's why he killed them. And he was drunk and high on heroin at the time. Mm. Not saying that he's wrong, but I will just point out almost 30 years later. Mm-hmm. He's making the statement. That doesn't mean that it's not true, yeah. but it's almost 30 years later. And, okay, your parents are abusive. You want to kill them. But why are you killing your brothers and sisters? Yeah, that was my question. I was waiting for you to pause to ask it. <laughs> it's like we share a brain. Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're having difficulties today. Maybe. Well, Mercury's in retrograde, so... You know, that, who knows? Sure. I'm just going to blame everything on Mercury for the next, like, month. That's Mercury's fault. Yeah. I think it's, or is it Mars? No, it's Mercury. <laughs> it is. It's Mercury. It's the longer one. The one that's harder to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy me a Mercury. Cruise <laughs> it up, up and down, down the road. road. <laughs> I was trying not to. I couldn't not do it. All right. Anyways. Okay. So that's. That was so. This was the origin, the the initial event that kind of set everything else off in a sense. Mm-hmm. So you have this mass murder. Um, the house is empty for about a year, barely a year. Um, now we get to the Lutz family. Mm-hmm. So George and Kathleen Lutz, they married on July fourth, nineteen seventy five. She had three kids from a previous marriage. Um, he had also previously been married. Mm-hmm. Um, them, so these two and the three kids move into 112 Ocean Avenue, um, December 1975. So it's barely been a year mm-hmm. since the murders. Um, and Ronald Jr. was just convicted not even a month before. Um so because of the murders, the house was listed way under market at $80,000. Mm-hmm. They claim that the murders were not um, disclosed to them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide, like, what order I want to do this in, but I'm just going to debunk this now. So when all this stuff, because everybody knows the basics of Amityville horror, right? Big house, family was murdered, new family moves in, crazy, haunting poltergeist demonic stuff starts happening right Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like even if you haven't seen that movie like you know the basic story especially if you're listening to this podcast Uh, like that's one of like the biggest (laughs) it's one of the most famous cases so so one of the theories that skeptics present is that it was all a scam because they couldn't afford the house yeah 
granted today 80,000 in terms of housing is nothing mm-hmm. and money was very different in the 70s with because of like inflation and all that stuff yeah. um but i still feel like especially for the giant this house is huge yeah $80,000 and it's waterfront mm-hmm. like they had a they have a private boathouse on a dock oh yeah i didn't i didn't know that and a pool like wow. yeah there's a pool there too so um I feel like regardless, that was an excellent price for that house. Yeah. Um, also, they let... Li- okay, spoiler alert, because I wasn't going to reveal this until the very end after I went through everything, but I, to debunk this, I'll say it now. So spoiler alert, they lived there less than a month. Mm-hmm. So if they were going to claim they couldn't afford the house, like you haven't even made your first mortgage payment yet. Yeah. Or maybe you made the first mortgage payment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that that's not i don't think that's enough time to get it's like over your head and stuff started happening exactly if and they had money from selling two houses probably. yeah yeah exactly it was um either her mom's house and his house or her house and his mom's house so but they had money from selling two houses exactly so they made a substantial down payment mm-hmm. and yeah, and you haven't even made the first mortgage payment yet. Or maybe you just made the first mortgage payment by the time you move out. So I don't think that that's a credible um, um, theory or explanation. Yeah, I, explanation is probably the word I was looking for. I was like, debunkation? <laughs> debunkation. Welcome to my favorite haunting where we make up words. Um, <laughs> if I can say it, it's a word, right? Yep, it sure. left my mouth. So, but yeah, I don't think that's like a credible explanation. Yeah. I've, that's too small of a time frame for them to Yeah. I, realize did, I didn't realize it was only a month. Yeah. I thought it was longer. Yeah. It was like two days shy of a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, or three days, I don't know, a few days shy, but, um, yeah. So skeptics were trying to say like they had. Um, they were in too deep and they made this up with the haunting and then claimed they weren't informed of the murders, which is that law is kind of shady. It's not consistent. It changes. It depends on where you live. I don't know what the law in Suffolk County was in 1975, um, I know somebody died on my property and I found out from a neighbor. It wasn't disclosed to me. But also that was natural causes too, right? It's still, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like Mm -hmm. this, the way this law, quote unquote, when people refer to it. Yeah. Sometimes it refers only to violent death. Sometimes it refers to any death. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's like death within the last 10 years or. Yeah you know, at any point, like, that's what I'm saying. Like that. I don't know the specifics of that law. If yeah. It is even a law. I mean, I think it is in some States. I don't know if it's across the board in the United States. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and like the specifics of it vary. Mm-hmm. So it's Probably, like yeah. in California. Yeah. Maybe they do have to tell you like every, and I'm just using this as an example. I have no idea what the <laughs> actual truth is. Um, uh, like maybe in California, they do have to give you like every like death that occurred on the property. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, in, you know, Virginia, they don't have to tell you shit mm-hmm. and you know, good luck. Yeah. What are you talking about? Nobody died here. 
So I, in, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how that works, but that's what they were, they were claiming. If they had known about the murders, they wouldn't have bought the house. Mm-hmm. And now all of these things were happening and they were trying to get an out. Yeah. Um, and then the one son, I know, so the one son, um, Daniel, I think, is the one that, like, he still does, like, all these interviews and documentaries and everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the one who, at some point, he had a, his hand slammed in a window. Ooh. Um, I think he was, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I think he was, like, um, he had his hand on the sill mm-hmm. and the window slammed down. Ouch. And in um, one of the video interviews he does, he holds up his hand and he's like, my pinky is still, <laughs> like, d- a little bit deformed or, yeah. like, disfigured. Um, anyways, I'm getting way ahead of myself. But I wanted to, to debunk that because I don't believe that at all as a reason. No, that doesn't. Um, especially now knowing that it was so short of a time and stuff, that doesn't. Right. I think I also had never realized how short it actually was. So that explanation, if they had been there for like a few months or a year, mm-hmm. that explanation could hold water. But yeah. like three and a half weeks, like, come on, no. you you, They're not at that point yet. And then for them to be making claims like immediately, yeah, like after they moved in, unless it was like a really severe buyer's remorse, like they knew that it was going to be tight. And then like as soon as they signed the papers, they were like, oh, we shouldn't have done this. But even then, I still feel like you made a huge down payment with money from selling two houses. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I don't have their bank records in front of me. So. <laughs> yes. But I re- I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that that's a, a real thing. Um. So, anyways, getting back to the story. Sorry. <laughs> um, December 18th, 1975. It's move-in day. Um. Kathy Lutz invites over Catholic priest Father Ralph Pecco- oh God <laughs> Pecoraro yeah Pecoraro go me <laughs> it must be Italian um, she invites over Father Ralph to come bless the home uh, according to an interview Father Ralph gave in 1979 while he was blessing the sewing room upstairs so mm-hmm. it actually wasn't called the sewing room at the time they didn't have a designation for this room but it was john and mark defeo's bedroom so the two brothers shared that room um and so they would have been killed in that room while they were sleeping Mm -hmm. um so father ralph says he's up there he's blessing that he she invited him over to bless the whole house so that's the room he's in um the, the room grew abnormally cold it was December, mm-hmm. and they are on the water, but he says that that wasn't – the cold that he was feeling couldn't – like, it, it wasn't, like, a weather cold, and it was only that one specific room. Yeah. Um, I believe this is also the room that the flies swarmed, mm-hmm. and in the movie – you have the he's in there he's blessing the room and the yes. flies swarm on him oh. but that's when he was like they weren't on me they were just in the room <laughs> like you know yeah um just hanging out just trying to be, be warm and live a fly's life you know how it is <laughs> just trying to get by um um so you got the flies you got it's cold he's 
sprinkling holy water around the room and he hears a deep voice behind him telling him get out um so then he mm. startles back and feels a slap on the face Ooh. and there's nobody in the room with him yeah um so he fin- he goes through he finishes his blessing <laughs> he comes downstairs and he tells the couple he doesn't say anything about the voice doesn't say anything about being slapped he just says do not use that room as a bedroom do not let anybody sleep in that room so they make it the sewing room um i'm getting chills now (laughs) so that was the first thing um and that was move-in day so right off the bat there's Mm -hmm. you know get out of my house yeah um within days like just the first few days um it seemed like the entire family kind of changed like um, there was just a lot of negativity, constant arguing, mm-hmm. um, which was not the norm, allegedly. Um, George Lutz was constantly cold, could mm-hmm. not get warm, was constantly chopping firewood and feeding the furnace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always cold. Yeah. Maybe he had that disorder. Uh, yeah, he might. It might be that, or maybe he's not used to living right on the water in oh, December. Yeah. Um, I feel like. I mean, that's not necessarily what it is, but I feel like that could be an explanation, as opposed to the whole house is warm, and then I walk into this one specific room, and now I'm freezing. Yeah. Um. So. Numerous unexplained cold spots all over the house, aside from him always being cold. Mm -hmm. Like, this was experienced by everybody. Um, The porcelain of the toilets turned black. Ew. But the water didn't. So I guess this was one of those, like, true-false things that I read. I guess in the movie, I don't think I've ever actually seen this movie all the way through. Um, Either version of it. Mm -hmm. But I guess in the movie, they, like... The water actually, like, they flush the toilet, and then it, like, backwashes all this, like, black, slimy gunk. Uh-huh. Um, but that's not actually what happened. That was one of the things that was dramatized. But the porcelain bowls actually did turn black, but the water stayed clear, which... Weird. Yeah. Um, that, like, that reminds me of, like, um, premature molding. Like, sometimes that can be, like, a sign of, like, a demon. mm like stuff starts getting like yes 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 you know what i mean right like food will go bad really quick yeah um not that that's what that is it's just what it reminds me of um and then also a mysterious foul odor um could be smelled throughout the house um and it seemed to be stemming from different locations like different specific locations mm. um i didn't see anything that said what those locations were but my first guess would be the bedrooms Oh, yeah. I see what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Um, and every single night, George woke up at 3.15 a.m., which was the time of the murders. Oh, I was like, that's Which weird. was also, and actually, this is another one I want to look up, because this has a lot of similar elements to The Conjuring, mm-hmm. which The Conjuring was based on a real um, Ed and Lorraine Warren investigation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know which one, and I'm wondering if it was, if they were trying to do Amityville Horror without doing Amityville Horror. 
Hmm. I wonder. I mean, there's a lot of noted differences, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of similarities. So um, I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was a different family, but I'd have to look into that a little bit more. Yeah, well, because that one was just two kids? Or Five, it... but they were all girls. Oh, that one. Okay. Yes. I'm with, sorry. With, um, I got, I got Lily confused. Taylor and um, 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 it was, oh my God, I can't think. Was it Ron Livingston or was it Kyle Chandler? I don't know. But the one I was thinking. Ron Livingston. It was Ron Livingston. It was Ron Livingston. I, I was thinking. I'm sorry. Of... You're both cute. I confuse you. I was thinking of the other, oh, what movie is it? It was like, it was more, it was a, it was a series and I can't think of what it's called. The Haunting of Hill House? No. No, it was a series of a couple movies. I can't oh. remember. It was two or three movies. Well, but The Conjuring has two. There was a sequel. It was the, um, the dad and the boy and they get lost in the far. Oh, Insidious. That one. The that's further. what I was thinking. Yes. Okay. That's... that's a good one too. Do you know what all these movies have in common? <laughs> Well, not more. Amityville, I don't think. Um, they're all Blumhouse. Oh, okay. I love Blumhouse. I've loved, I've loved Blumhouse since Grave Encounters, since I saw that movie at Tribeca, mm-hmm. way back, way way back, whenever. Yeah, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on track. Um, okay, they're okay. They're. Daughter, or cat? Well, yeah, their daughter, I guess. It's Kath- Kathleen's daughter, but um, Missy. She was the youngest, and I couldn't find an exact age for her, but I mean, definitely less than ten. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe like maybe six or seven. Okay. Um, but that's my guess. Um, so she had an imaginary friend named Jody. Who, she said, would appear to her in different forms, such as an angel or a pig. Um, so Missy drew a picture of Jody in her pig form. And that was published in the Amityville Horror novel by Jay Anson. Um, so I bring this up because... Well, I mean, because it's one of the things. But uh-huh. also, it just... So one of the biggest... Um, like skepticisms about this drawing mm-hmm. is that looks more like a cat than a pig. <laughs> I'm sorry. How well did you draw it at six years old? Because yeah. my pigs probably looked like birds. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think you can use that yeah. to debunk anything. She's a little kid. Mm-hmm. She's not. Van Gogh. <laughs> it's a four-legged animal running through the snow. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was my grief about that. But she, um, yeah, I guess she just, she had this imaginary friend who would, like, change forms. One of them, she could be as big or small as she wanted. One of her forms was bigger than the house. And That's crazy. she could control who saw her. Like she, like you wouldn't see her unless she wanted you to see her. Mm-hmm. So she could just be bigger than the house, and just nobody saw her. That's scary. 
but then is a she pig bigger than the house just thinking well no but as any form like she could be any form i know but just <laughs> i was just thinking of a pig bigger than that but then so here's what i thought though she's bigger than the house did she grow bigger than the house while she's still inside the house so then is the house inside her oh because where is she gonna go like i don't think their yard is really that big interesting so where does she go are they all living inside of jody uh. anyway <laughs> um fun thoughts with Ames. so this is <laughs> every week you get a little bit of a clearer picture into how my brain works <laughs> one night george wakes up and sees kathy turn into like in bed next to him mm-hmm. turns into a quote 90 year old hag um was it jody <laughs> it might have been the next night is when she started levitating off the bed while she slept. Ah. Yeah. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. So, um, so at this point, the, like, all this stuff's going on, right? And it's not like they're not doing anything. They've been trying to contact Father Ralph mm-hmm. for him to come back. And, and then um, after the fact, we find out that he's also been trying to contact them. Hmm. But every time they try to contact one or the other there's something wrong with the phone it's like the call just won't connect and they just get like a bunch of static i'm sorry that was creepy Mm -hmm. and on both ends so um someone's in that phone line mm -hmm. so they so the um, I, i was gonna say the family but i don't know if it was the entire family or just kathy and george um, I want to say it was just them because what would you make your child do this? I don't know. You don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not positive of what you're talking about, so I can't answer you. I mean, maybe. Um, well, okay. So they can't get a hold of father Ralph. So they decide to try and do something themselves. They walk through the house holding a crucifix and reciting the Lord's prayer in every room. Um, but in the middle of doing that, they get a chorus of voices. Yeah, yeah I just got chills too. Um, <laughs> so a bunch of voices respond with, will you stop? And I presume that at that point they stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, so then on January 14th, so four days shy of a month, um, January 14th, 1976, um, they said that that was the worst night. Like, it all kind of just came to a head. Mm -hmm. Um, Loud banging and knocking throughout the entire house, constant furniture moving on its own. Um, I couldn't find specifics, but it just, the children were being terrorized. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm guessing that that means the activity is focused on them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the night. Everyone grabs the bare minimum that they need and they leave the house. They go stay with Kathy's mom who lives in Babylon, which if you don't know Long Island, it's not too far down the road a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then here's my dramatic closing line. The Lutz has lived in the house less than a month, (laughs) but I spoiled that. Um, But... And, like, that's a couple of other things that reminded me of The Conjuring. Like, them, like, leaving the house in the middle of the night, the mm-hmm. banging at 3 a.m. 
well, this was all night long, but in The Conjuring, it was at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 3 a.m. thing is um, that's usually demonic stuff because it's like a the witching hour. Yeah, but there's um, they're mocking the Holy Trinity. Oh. Um. So I get. And I guess I always just thought it was just because, like, threes and sevens are, like, always prominent in, like, religion and and Mm -hmm. magic and everything. But um, I recently was watching something completely unrelated. Um, I mean, it was about, like, like, I don't even remember what it was. It it was about, like, ghosts and demons and stuff. But it wasn't anything about this case. Mm -hmm. But um, they were explaining the 3 a.m. thing, like, why so much activity seems to happen at 3 a.m. And it's because it's a mockery. But it's because Christ was crucified at 3 p.m. Oh. Or 3.15 p.m. So by doing it 12 hours later, mm-hmm. it's like a... That being the opposite. Yeah. Like, so we're going to do all of our stuff. I think there's a word, but I can't... My brain's not working. Yeah. Well, it's that kind of day. <laughs> so, and then... So here was my fun surprise while I was researching this. Uh, this is, I'm sure this is something that I knew in the back of my head. Ed and Lorraine Warren, man... They've done so many, like, I feel like any haunting, like, if you can, like, find it that happened, like, in the 60s and 70s, Mm -hmm. they probably had a hand in the investigation. Um, Amityville was one that I never, I feel like I probably, like, somebody, I feel like somebody probably mentioned it to me, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, in one ear and out the other, and then I saw it while I was doing this, and I was like, the Warrens. Because I was purposely avoiding <laughs> Warrens until later. But um, I had already done all of this research, so <laughs> I wasn't going to start over. <laughs> just a preview. So, yeah, spoiler alert, we have a Warren episode planned, so just don't, don't do Amityville for it. <laughs> they have like 53 other ones you can pick from. Good. Well, 52, because I already told you the one that I... I have to look so that you don't pick mine. Um, They're all good. (laughs) I promise you. Um, And you guys, their website, like if you're ever like looking for some good stories, they have so much information on their website about investigations that they've done. Because they do it right. They're, I want to... man, I'm sad that she doesn't give lectures. So Ed passed away in 2006 and um, Lorraine is still alive, but She's, um, she's pretty up there. She, they used to give lectures and Mm -hmm. then even after he passed away, she was still giving them. They have a museum in, I think, Connecticut. Can we go? Connecticut. Yeah, we can. They have Annabelle there. Yup. 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 Um, they, yeah, they have, um, their museum is there and then they would give lectures and then she was still giving them up until... I think a couple of years ago and she doesn't anymore. And, um, me and one of my friends, we were trying a couple of times to get tickets, but they sell out like immediately. Mm-hmm. And she was only doing it like a couple times a year. Aww. And now she does. I think their son does it now though. But yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was still there. Anyway, that was another tangent. That was at least semi-related though. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, January uh, 14th, the family flees the home. They do not come back. 
I don't think they ever came back. I don't think they came back from their stuff or anything. Really? Um, oh, wow. They, I mean, they might have sent movers to, to get it all, but I don't yeah. think they ever went back in the house. Um, so how this came about was a reporter, I think it was from like Channel 5 News or something, mm-hmm. um, had, and he had worked with the Warrens before on another haunting case. So he, I guess, like knew they were legit or mm-hmm. whatever. So somehow this story emerges mm-hmm. that the Lutzes left the home. They're, they're not going back and they're trying well, probably was when they were trying to be like, we're not living there. Like buy your house back mm-hmm. like to the bank or what? Well, yeah, it would have been the bank. So this reporter gets wind of the story and calls the Warrens. Um, so the, so then it says a team of reporters, investigators and parapsychologists. So, You've got at least that one reporter, so I'm a, I'm sure there was a couple other ones. Um, Ed and Lorraine, and then it's going to be like whoever they've recruited yeah. for the, for the investigation. Um, and they requested the Lutz come, and they refused. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we're not going back. Um, so during the investigation, in the ba- there was a lot in the basement. So, well, I say a lot, but. Um, there were some big things in the basement. So Ed was pushed, physically pushed. He fell on the floor um, while he was trying to provoke. Mm-hmm. He was using, it says religious provocation. So he could have just been saying the Lord's well, Prayer. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, or throwing holy water around or whatever it is. Yeah. So he was pushed um, hard enough that he fell to the floor. Lorraine, who is. Um, yeah, I guess psychic's the word. Or a medium. Maybe? I think she's more than sensitive, though. Mm. Um, like, my understanding is sensitive is, like, you feel things mm-hmm. and get impressions. And I think she actually sees things. I think. Okay. I think. I should probably really read this whole website. <laughs> so she was, it says, overwhelmed by the sense of a demonic presence. And she had... A, I was going to say vision, but it's a psychic impression um, of the bodies of the DeFeo family lying on the floor covered in sheets, in white sheets. And then she felt she was physically pushed back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, This is the one that freaks me out by far every time I just scrolled and saw it, but I was already <laughs> having chills and then I scrolled and it came up and I, oh my God, it's, they got a, um, they got an image. They took a picture. It was, I think a full, was it a full spectrum? No, maybe not. Maybe it was just a regular camera, but it's actually, it's a very famous photo. It comes up like every like every search for Amityville horror, it comes up, but it's distinctly a little boy with these glowing eyes, which yes, they could be like hobgoblin eyes from the flash. Yeah. But man, they all, they're just like white. (laughs) They're just white holes where his eyes should be. And he's like peeking like out of a doorway over like the banister for the stairs. Mm -hmm. And, I remember the first time I saw this photo, I was watching 
some kind of documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, my thing was, like, why are the kids in the house while they're investigating? Because I didn't know that the house was empty. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know the whole story. I think it was one of those – it was a long, long time ago. And I think it was, like, I knew – kind of the story but i didn't know all the details and i might have come in like halfway through or something and they're showing that and i'm like that's just a kid like it looks it looks so real it looks just like a little boy just standing there Mm -hmm. and there were no kids in the house the family had left the only people there were the reporters and the research team there were no kids in the house Mm -hmm. um so that's a a really really creepy photo um So, oh, I see here. Yeah. Um, the Warrens actually grabbed out all of the, uh, like, the valuables mm-hmm. um, and the deed for the property. And the family sold everything else oh. and moved to California. So they ne- they never went back into the house. They, like, ran across the entire country to get away from the house. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I don't. That's really elaborate. For if you're trying to pull a scam, yeah, to never set foot back, I, like I'm sorry, and like don't take your stuff, like, yeah. Because I'd be crazy. back in there, like, well, I need this and I need that, and and yeah, and then you just sell everything. Like you have the Warrens, like, oh, you're going to investigate. Well, that's cool. We're not coming, but can you grab like the photo album and the deed to the house for us and like heirloom jewelry or something, yeah, or whatever. That yeah, that's what I mean. Like the the like, whatever is important to them, and then everything else they just sold. I feel like Crazy. that's really elaborate. Yeah, the, I don't think that they were pulling a scam at all. Um, on top of that, the land that the house is built on, um, the Warrens found out used to be used by John Ketchum. So John Ketchum was a practicing he practiced black magic and before the house was built there he owned the land and he had a cottage on it um he requested that upon his death his remains be buried on the property no way um they were and they're still there today Ah! so like this makes me think about, like, because one of my house, one of the former owners, he passed away in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, not in the house, but um, on the property. And that makes me wonder, like, what if they had buried him in my backyard? Like, would I be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to say that I would be okay because... You're buried, and it's not like I'm digging around the yard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's already a pool there, so I don't have to worry about, like, putting a pool in and finding a body. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I have a feeling that around the time that that person passed, they would have put, a, like, a headstone or something, and you'd know. Not necessarily. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but especially like, if he practiced black magic, like that's well, the no, bad no. one. The not that guy, the guy like the guy that passed away at your Oh, in my house. Yeah. Um I don't know. Not a, maybe not a headstone, maybe like a plaque or but I mean just in general, if I knew that there was a body buried in my yard. 
Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I know it used to be common practice that people just, like, were buried on their own property a long time ago. Yeah, they don't give a year for him. It just says before the Dutch colonial was constructed in 1924. So sometime before 1924. Yeah. Like, was he the last person to live there before that house was built? Or was, like, the property abandoned for a while or something? Yeah, or, like... Was did he die in like 1872 and like three other families lived there? Yeah. Um. But so that's strike one. Strike two is I'm gonna try to say this without laughing, but I'm gonna laugh. The Shinnecock Indians. I'm glad that you're laughing more than I am, probably because I've read it in my head so many times. Yeah, that's an interesting name. I'm sorry, I'm 12. Um, no disrespect. I'm just the word cock is in there. I, it's a compulsion. I have to giggle. Um, the Shinnecock Indians. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that this was before our friend John Ketchum lived here. I would hope so. Um, they, oh, it says enclosure, but, um, they used this land, the, um, you know, before it was a property, but the property, um, to house the sick, mad, oh, just the sick and the mad. Um, but they didn't like, it was not like a, a hospital or a treatment or any, like they didn't bring them there to treat them for anything. Mm-hmm. They just basically, you're sick or you're crazy. We have nothing for you. So we're just gonna put you here until you die. Nice. Yeah. So. Will you stop? Sorry. That just, that's what came to my mind was all those crazy. I'm so, you guys. Natives. I just had this horrible, dreadful feeling. I'm going to start getting phone calls of Mel just saying, will you stop and hanging up? But you know what? That's what caller ID is for. So I'm going to (laughs) know that it's you and now you can't do that to me. So, of course, of course, these are, it's only two historical accounts, mm-hmm. but they're both very negative. Oh, yeah. Very negative. Um, and so, I mean, we've kind of discussed before, like, what makes a haunting. And um, actually, it was suggested that we do an episode about that. Um, I feel like we should take a poll. Uh, but um, <laughs> that, like, dark negative energy building up, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like... That's your perfect storm right there. And then you have the family murdered. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what next? Um, so, and then the Warrens posit that um, such a negative history was a magnet for demonic experience. For de- 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 demonic spirits and the preternatural. So that was, I just quoted that from their website. And you just have to think. If those two things happened there, what other things in between before uh-huh. were were also going on where they didn't want to use that land for anything else but to keep the sick and mad? Like, what else has been going on on that portion of the land? Oh, like, it, it's already cursed, so yeah, we may as well just... That's what I'm thinking, like, what else has gone on there, like... What kind of negative energy is drawn? I don't know. So, I have theories. Yeah. <laughs> I always have theories. 
Um, but since the um, since the Lutz is left, mm-hmm. um, so they bought the house for eighty thousand dollars in nineteen seventy five. Um, families have come and gone since then. In twenty ten, according to the Warrens website, in twenty ten the house sold for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Um, and this website isn't updated because it says it, it's again on the market, um, which is not true. I looked it up on Zillow. <laughs> so I was like, is it? I want to see pictures of the inside, um, which the, one of the other websites I used had a link for interior photos. I don't, I don't know if it's active or not, but I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sold in 2017 for six six something i want to say like 630 635 maybe mm. so it took a dip but i will point out that long island friends is very 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 expensive mm-hmm. um a million dollar home in long island is not necessarily a million dollar home anywhere else mm-hmm. um it's a waterfront property it has a pool it has a private boathouse on a dock it's a huge house on Long Island, like it doesn't, regardless of the history. So you're still you, saying it's way underpriced? Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> saying it definitely is a million dollar home. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the location. Yeah. And then you factor in how much space it has and all the other things. Like you're definitely talking, that doesn't, that price doesn't, having lived there and seen the housing market down there, that price doesn't overly shock me. It does surprise me that the price dips so low. Yeah. from that but that also has a lot to do with the market conditions yeah. um since the Lutz family left and after the Warren's investigation there's been no activity reported hmm. um did the Warren's have any one with them or well ed, did they do ed can do exorcisms yeah so, so they might have exercised the house here's my theory though i'm sorry i just i just saw a house on a treadmill exercising (laughs) (laughs) or like on a leash and someone's taking it for a walk you gotta get those steps in it's getting a little bulky gotta slim it down a little bit um no yeah it doesn't specify here but i know like i know that he's done something similar Mm -hmm. so that absolutely could have happened. I don't know that for sure. And it's not noted on their website. And it doesn't say specifically if any of the team was like a priest or something. No. Okay. Just curious. Um, more data is required. Anyway, my theory <laughs> is it's snowing again. That's not my theory. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I just looked up and it was snowing again. Yep. Um, yeah, so my theory is, so you have all this horrid history already. Mm-hmm. This guy is hearing voices telling him to kill his parents. Mm-hmm. He goes and kills the family. So that's another mark. Um, the house is empty for a year. This first family moves in. Two parents, a bunch of younger kids. I mean... You kind of see the parallels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm thinking the DeFeos yeah. were still there and they were pissed, mm-hmm. rightly so. 
and whatever demonic energy was there from whatever previously happened there between Ketchum and the Shinnecocks all compiled onto itself, but there was nobody in the house mm-hmm. to pay it any mind. So now here comes fresh meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it all, like, like I, I don't think I'm explaining this right. Like, somehow all of that negative energy was harnessed and stuck in that house. Mm-hmm. And then when the Lutzes moved in, it was able to come out they plugged they plugged in their their power units and they used the electricity <laughs> well like that didn't come out right no i don't think it did they they used the batteries or something like like it was like stirring it up like a battery oh yeah like rechargeable batteries yeah so so they, like it was all just sitting there and festering and then here comes this family and it it's able to expel some of that energy, I guess, mm-hmm. would be the phrasing. And then here come the Warrens. And if they were able to do some kind of, or if they had an exorcist with them and they were able to do something to help to get relieve it. everyone out yeah, or everything out. And now it's cleansed for the next person and no one's reported anything since then. That doesn't necessarily mean things haven't happened. Right. Um, I feel like if anything had happened to the degree that it was happening to the Lutzes, mm-hmm. we would have heard about it. Yeah. But, um, and I, I also don't think that any of the, the, um, the subsequent owners, um, nobody had as fast of a turnaround as mm-hmm. the Lutzes. I don't think, but that would be my theory. Was that it was just all built and contained and then it just exploded. Uh-huh. I, I just a thought occurred to me. A different kind of theory, similar but a little different. Like, maybe there's a thing. I don't know what kind of thing, an entity of some sort that that's its land. So all of the the deaths that happen on that land, it, like, takes the souls as its power source. And then, in some fashion, the um, Warren's investigation or something let those uh, the spirits that were powering this thing, let them go move on so now it doesn't have a power source and that's why it's not like doing stuff now hmm. it did that come across right yeah so until somebody else dies on the property it has no juju or not enough to be really noticeable or something like maybe so there some still could be like little like little how, things like how in my house sometimes the doors open by themselves but that's because my house is off kilter like i know that yes so the house shakes and like a truck goes by the house shakes and the door pops open (laughs) um but like little things like that are like yeah turning on a light and it's probably so subtle that whoever's living there is just like oh i must have left this light on like i do all the time (laughs) it's so easy to explain away the little things yes it is and then you have something happen like an air freshener throwing itself across the bathroom at you and can't really explain that one. Nope. <laughs> uh, so that was just a thought about like. No, that's a good thought. 
Because also, like, the guy that's doing black magic, like, why is he doing it right there? Like, hey, he wanted to be buried there. He wanted to be, like, he wanted to harness some of that energy from that thing or something, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. That's why I'm calling it a thing. I know. <laughs> because I... I've heard of, you know, like, that's, that is something that is, like, of legend. I just can't remember what it's called. Oh, I was just going to say demon. But is it specifically, is that just that? Or is there like more specific term? Like a specific type know? of demon? Something. Yeah, yeah, it also depends on what culture you're getting it from. Exactly. Because there are a lot of entities across different cultures that are essentially the same thing, but they have different names. Yeah, and they're all basically Demons. Or there's like, yeah, or there's like one little aspect that's just a little bit different mm-hmm. across the board. Like vampires, perfect example. Yeah. They vary from culture to culture. They have a ton of different names, but essentially at the bare bones of it, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they, depending on who you're getting the story from, they have different strengths, different weaknesses, different abilities. Yeah. But like, they all come out at night and they all drink blood. Yep. <laughs> so that was just my thought that kind of occurred to me while you were talking about your thing okay i'm gonna quote um oh i kind of already quoted half this line Mm -hmm. i'm gonna quote from the warrens website um the warrens believed that the suffering there had left the property with a very negative energy and dark history and that such a negative history was a magnet for demonic experience and the preternatural so that kind of goes with what you're saying mm-hmm. a little bit. And it also goes off of, um, I think, did we discuss this? Or maybe I discussed it in my head to myself. <laughs> um, but I know it's, um, but it's it's kind of, I'm going to say common knowledge, but I mean, common as far as this kind of stuff goes, I guess. Um, when we talk about like energies, Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, we kind of touched on it a little bit ago where, like, all this stuff happened and it just stays there. And yeah. we've, we've talked about this well, a few talk, times, I think. When we talk about, like, residual hauntings and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot where I was going with this. Oh, when they say it acted like a magnet, right, to bring those things. Mm-hmm. And demons feed off of that kind of negative energy and that attention. So if you're giving it attention, so like a demon, right, will start off with little things Mm -hmm. to get attention. And then the more attention you give it, the bigger those things get because it's feeding off of that. They also feed off of negative emotions and discord and conflict and all that kind of stuff. So like with the family Mm -hmm. fighting, like right after they move in, like you're feeding the demon kind of thing. Yeah, and they, I mean, they could have had little issues that they were already like, annoyed with each other yeah and a move will and a blended family also Mm -hmm. so they might have had a little issues but then put them in this house but again (laughs) again though that's one of those things like with orbs it's a supporting factor right Mm -hmm. like individually these things most of these things could be explained if Mm -hmm. you take them as isolated incidents but once they start to build up and they're all happening like at once yeah come on no (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't all happen 
So I hope I explained my theory coherently. It's like I have it in my head and then it's like to put it into words. I'm kind of like. Yeah. Um, but that's the uh, that's the haunting of the Lutz family. Cool. But yeah. not really. Yeah. But good story. There. Um, yeah. That's better. Thanks. <laughs> better response. Yeah. Anyways. Um, you guys, if we printed up t-shirts, would you be interested in purchasing one for yourself or a friend? Let us know. That's the question I'm posing to you. Um, we do have a poll for that, right? Yeah, but it'll be expired by the time this posts. Well, we'll repo- so I wasn't going to say anything about it. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say we could repost it. Re- Not really, because there's already votes on it. Oh, <laughs> well, we can... We can repoll and see if well, we get more answers. Uh, we're just gauging interest at this point. Um, but I think it would be a fun thing. Um, but anyways, yeah. Let us know if you would be interested in possibly making that uh, life decision in purchasing a My Favorite Haunting t-shirt. be cool. Um, and then also, while you're in the land of internets... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MyFaveHaunting and like our Facebook, My Favorite Haunting, and join our Facebook group, My Favorite Haunted Group. Yay! I All think, those things. And I think that's it. Rate us and review us on iTunes. And also, if you like us, tell a friend. Tell two friends. Tell seven friends. <laughs> Tie them up in your basement and force them to listen to all 14 of our episodes. This was 14, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 14 <laughs> and uh let us know what you think my favorite haunting at gmail.com that's the one yay i remembered because <laughs> it's so complicated i understand why it would be difficult i know it's not like it's just the title of our podcast at gmail nope no it's <laughs> not it at all because you know but our brains aren't working yeah it's it's one of those days, you guys. All right. That's it then, right? That's it. We can just start fading out now because blah, 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 blah. Ow, blah. these things squeeze my brain and my earrings and it hurts. Time for lunch? Mm, maybe.